You're not going to believe this one, guys. We've got an amazing guest on the show today to show you that age is literally just a number. I'm not kidding you. It's an amazing guest. This is the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. That's right, let's go. Guys, it's Shane Larson, host of the Game Time Guru podcast. I'm happy to have you here with us today. Such an awesome episode. I said it in the intro. This is going to be a guy who's going to tell us how age is literally just a number. You're going to hear about a story of how football saved this individual's life and how you can truly put your mind to anything and accomplish anything that you want to. It doesn't matter how old you are because, like I said, age is just a number. We've got a 51-year-old college football player on the show. That's right. I did not stutter. I did not misspeak. He is 51 years old, and he's joining us because he's going to talk about his college football journey. It's an amazing episode of the Game Time Guru podcast. So before we get started, you know the housekeeping items. We've got to make sure that you're subscribed to the show. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button, make sure that you do that. Whatever platform you're listening on, uh, make sure you leave me a review. It's super helpful for me. So if this is your first time listening to the show, this is a great episode to get started on because Jason's got an amazing story. So if you're one of Jason's friends or family members, uh, teammates even, check the show out. Uh, leave me a review if you can. It'd be super helpful. And yeah, subscribe to the show so you can listen to all the, the previous episodes and any of the future ones coming out. And as a subscriber to the show, you get access to the bonus episodes that I launch throughout the week as well. Well, I don't typically advertise those on social media. Those are only to the subscribers of the show. Guys, the, the show is growing immensely. Um, I love it, and uh, I love the guests that I've brought on. I love the connections I've made, and it's due in large part to all of you who have supported the show from day one. We're going on two and a half years now of the show, and it just continues to grow, and the relationships continue to build. If you want a uh, free Audible trial to get a 30-day you know, free trial for Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash thegametimeguru. If you're into you know, audiobooks, super good. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thegametimeguru, and you can get a free 30-day free trial um, to, to check it out. So make sure you do that if you're into audiobooks. I've already had a couple of friends of mine from work who have used it, and it works. It's not a, it's not a, funky, <laughs> a funky thing. It helps me out, helps you out. Why not uh, use that? Because it helps everybody out. Guys, I, I really just want to jump into this episode because as I was sitting there, I, I just want to give you a little preface here. When I was interviewing Jason um, and I was talking, you know, I was already excited to talk to him. I, I had kind of researched his story. I'd watched some of the, the news clips had, that they had done about two years ago, and um, I knew his story a little, but I didn't know the details. So when I was talking to him, man, it was just, I, I was smiling because I knew that when this episode launched, my my listeners were going to be so happy. This is such a cool story to hear. So I'm just super excited to share it with you guys. So before uh, or b- before I get rambling on too much, I just want to make sure that everybody's ready to go. So take a bathroom break, whatever you got to do right now. Take a drink of water. Get ready. We're going to listen to this uh, interview with Jason Spangler. What's up, everyone? Thanks for uh, tuning into the Game Time Guru podcast. Hope you had an opportunity to either take a drink, go to the bathroom, whatever, and get uh, ready for this interview. So Without further ado, I want to bring on this college football player. His name's Jason Spangler, 51-year-old man out of Texas. He's a college football player for Texas Wesleyan, and um, it's an amazing, amazing story that he's got. But he's super busy, and we're going to learn about you know why he's so busy in his regular life. But first, I just want to say thank you, Jason, for joining the show with us today. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm excited for this one today, Jason, because, you know, before you even got to the ranks where you're at now, we're going to do a little bit of a, like a discussion of your background. You were actually into gymnastics. You were a very good gymnast for that matter. Um, football, you had kind of stopped back in what you said, seventh or eighth grade. So you'll get into that in a little bit, but gymnastics was kind of like your first thing. And then you also went the military route um, earlier in, in your life. So could you give us a little bit of a background of yourself and, you know, before we got to, to playing college football? Well, I actually played every sport when I was younger. Um, I excelled in gymnastics. I played the last time I played football was seventh grade. Um, I was a slot receiver, and then uh, went into gymnastics through junior high and high school. And my senior year of high school, I left the sport. Uh, asked a, a head coach if I could come play football at my local high school, LD Bell in Hearst, Texas, and he told me I was too small. Um, even though I played no pad football sandlot on the weekends with all the starters on the team um he told me he could, i couldn't play on his team so i went on my way and ended up getting back into gymnastics at the university of oklahoma in 1988 um and had a basically a season in, ending injury if not a sport ending injury on the high bar and uh never even finished the semester had to withdraw and was in a cast for four four months so from that point on i started focusing on life and and not sport just uh you know i do some co-ed and some men's softball leagues but that's about the extent of what i was doing outside of uh my normal life and after college you decided to go the military route so can you kind of explain your military experience for us jason yeah and i entered uh, the u.s army in 1993 i come from an aviation background my father was a fighter pilot um during Cuban Missile Crisis in Vietnam War and then in the reserves until he was 50 and flew for the airlines. So I came from an aviation background, um, was coaching gymnastics and bartending, making great money, but I ended up getting married and I had a child on the way and I was like, I can't do this the rest of my life. So I went into the Army and became a uh, warrant officer and flew uh, armed scout reconnaissance aircraft, which is a Kiowa warrior, which is now retired. But uh, we... We basically were a scout attack role. Uh, I flew at the 82nd Airborne. I flew in Germany, and then I flew at National Training Center in California. Man, that's so awesome, Jason. Okay, so you've had quite a bit of experience when it comes to life, for that matter. You got to compete at a very high level when it came to gymnastics, and then you also got to serve your country and go to some pretty crazy places and have some crazy life experiences. All of this is happening in the late 80s, early 90s, which I would argue or I would assume is probably before some of your current teammates were even born. So Jason, I want to ask this question now. Let's get into this. You know, and I mean, this was with all due respect, but at your age now, what made it like what got you, you know, excited and even put this into your mind that you wanted to compete in football, a sport you haven't played since the seventh grade at this age, at a high level in college, like what happened to get that into your mind? Well, I'm, I'm starting my second 50 years, and that's the kind of way I look at it. I'm going to Benjamin Button it. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I life was sell for me, and when you own your own business and, and things aren't always going well, you tend to focus on the negative. And uh, I've always pushed my children to um, have positive self-talk every day and, you know, listen to speakers that can inspire you to, to do great things and help you reach your goals. And I had been hounding my son to watch Tony Robbins for a while, and there was a Netflix program, and he called me one night, and he had watched it. And he was actually emotionally moved by it. And he goes, Dad, you have to watch this. 
So I watched it. It's called uh, I'm Not Your Guru. It's just a two-hour special looking at the inside of one of his uh, seven-day camps that he does. And I saw all these stories about all these people and all the things they had been through and how they were able to to realize that they could push through them. And I'd had two friends die earlier that year uh, in their early 40s from cancer very quickly and unexpected. And I was like, you know, I play competitive softball with kids that are, you know, 20 to 30 years old. I'm faster than everybody on the team. Um, And I had seen a story about Texas Wesleyan University starting their football program back up after 76 years. Um, And so I sent an email. I just like, I need something else in my life. And I watched the, the, the program and it really inspired me to try to do something great to inspire other people. And so I sent a coach, the coach Perdome at Texas Wesleyan, an email. I said, listen, this is who I am. This is my age. Um, I'm a good athlete. I still run a 4740 at the age of 49. Um, I really want to come out and see if I can play football for the university. And he emailed me back the next morning and said, you need to be here tomorrow. So I came in and sat down with him, and we talked, and he introduced me to the defensive coordinator, which is Paul Duckworth, and Paul looked at me and said, you're going to play for me, and you're going to play in our secondary. And I looked at him and said, I know I'm kind of a unicorn. He goes, Jason, I coach semi-pro, and my 50-year-old than any of my 20-year-olds. And he said, I'm looking forward to this. So that's kind of how it all came into play. So I enrolled in one class in the spring, so I would have eligibility to go through spring ball. And at that point, they thought that I was going to be done and I wasn't coming back. And I actually thought I wouldn't even make it through. Um, and I ended up playing 26 plays in the spring game. And then we did max out uh, exercises at the end of that spring. And I outmax benched 82% of the team. Um, and they realized that I was not there just for the fun of it. I was there to work hard also. Okay, so you got to tell me this then. You know, two years ago, you're pushing 50. I want to know what the reaction of your teammates was when they saw that a guy as old as their dad was going to be playing college football with them. Well, we do we do a team introduction um, the first day of uh, school in the spring, and I walked in, and there was 100 and, probably 110 players there. And can't wear hats. We have specific rules for discipline at our university. But I always wear a ball cap because I'm – kind of thin so I just shaved my head and uh I walked in and pulled my hat off and 110 kids looked over at me when I sat down and they were like what's this guy doing here and uh one of the one of the one of the players turned around and looked at me and said what are you doing here I said it's experiment don't worry about it and he started laughing and um so we introduced everybody stands up and introduces themselves and I stood up and introduced myself and I said most of y'all are the age of my children um, which are all college-age children, and I'm, you know, former military, and at that point I got a standing ovation from the whole team. Um, and they immediately accepted me in as one of their own and realized that I was outworking them, and their their common thread was you are not a normal human being. That's what I continually got told by these kids. Man, it, it's super inspiring to hear your story. And like I was telling the listeners earlier, obviously, you guys know that you know I found Jason by going through social media, and then I was doing some research on it. And the whole entire story is just super inspiring to see 
you out there and you're running at full speed and you're competing at a very high level. And you just mentioned how you out max benched uh, a very high percentage of the team and you can run just as fast as a lot of them. I'm like, man, you're doing a great job. And, you know, I'm curious though about the recovery aspect, Jason, because you're, you're playing the spring spring ball and this is difficult on the body. I'm 30 years old and I feel like my joints can't recover. Like I, I play basketball once a week for city leagues. I can't recover. I tried to play softball. I tweaked my back. Like everything hurts now and I'm only 30 years old. So I just want to know like how you were able to, you know, go in here and, and prove, you know, that your, your body can truly do a lot of things for you, but that you have to have the right mindset for it and push through. But I want to know like the recovery aspect. How was it when you first got in your first year, you're going through spring ball, the, the hard camps, the hard practices. How did you get your body at that age to recover essentially? Advil, ice baths, and Crown Royal. Those are my three, three, three secrets. Um, every day, uh, I would, every night I would go home and buy three bags of ice, and I have a jacuzzi tub, and I would load it up with cold water and three bags of ice, pour myself a crown, and get in that tub for 20 minutes, and that was my recovery mode. Um, the first spring was the toughest because your body's really not used to the vigor you're putting it through. And uh, I tore my meniscus the second week of the spring. I went to the surgeon and he said, your meniscus is shredded. It looks like spaghetti. Um, so we can either take it out and you can be bone to bone or we can leave it in and put AC, ACL brace on you and you, your PT can be football. So that's what I did. I just got an ACL brace and a, and a cortisone injection and then went on and uh, played the rest of the spring, and then my body started to get used to the the pain and recovery. And in the fall, it was it was pretty good until I took a couple helmet to helmet hits full speed uh, during the last game, and that's when I realized I was really playing football. But uh, yeah, you're right. There's there is a specific level of pain. Uh, I don't have fear of injury when I'm on the field because you know you can get injured walking across the street. You can get in, you know, you can, anything can happen at any time. And, you know, my, my, one of my things that I want to inspire people to do is live life. Um, do what you want to do, do what you love, do what you're inspired to do. And, and when you do that, you inspire other people to do things that they're, they've been afraid to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, a lot of us, we're, we have these passions and these dreams, but we have that scared, like that fear, I guess. We're scared of the risk that we have to take because we're scared of like what would happen if we take that risk. But watching your story from afar and listening to it now, it inspires me to want to do more. So you're doing your job like it's awesome. You're leading by example. And I think it's it's amazing. Now, Jason, tell us what happened the following year, 2018, and where you're at now, um, specifically, like currently, in regards to the team. Well, due to the, due to the schedule of the fall of 17 and the fact that I run my own roofing company um, and I run the day-to-day operations and I was taking a full load of school and I had to write 22 essays and tests and everything that was, you know, just like a normal college student. Um, and, and be on that schedule, and then work, I was working out an average of 30 hours a week because I lift weights separate from our conditioning and our field workouts. Um, I had a mental breakdown late November because my brain just couldn't handle anymore. <laughs> I was throwing too much at it. Um, so I decided to take uh, 2018 off, kind of blend back in, focus more on my company, and uh, give myself a break. I still have, you know, two uh, two semesters eligibility left. So um, I took 
2018 off. I was actually diagnosed with cancer September 13th of 2018. The only way we found it was I had broken a rib the second week of fall ball in 2017, and it healed up weird, so I felt something didn't feel right in my body. And when I went to the orthopedic surgeon, she ordered a full-body CT, and it was the right side rib that was broken. We found the cancer in the left side kidney, um, and it was a stage one cancer, which metastasizes once it gets to stage two. And most people don't even know they have the cancer until they're dead, so um, until they do an autopsy. So it was it was it was actually a divine intervention. Um, I am going to be writing a book when this is all over and it's probably going to be called football saved my life because, because of that broken rib in 2017, we found a cancer in its early stages and were able to remove it October, uh, excuse me, November, uh, 8th of 2018. It was removed with no follow-up procedures. And I just had my seven month, uh, CT scan last Monday and my body's clear of cancer. So, um, after that, I decided, you know what? I said, I'm going to finish this story. I've got two semesters of eligibility left. So I came back um, six weeks later, seven weeks later, and started spring ball again. Um, I'll be graduating this summer, uh, June 30th, and then I will be enrolling in my MBA in the fall to come back and play football and be playing uh, this spring, just kind of offset. This spring I was actually the fullback for the team. Uh, at about 70 pounds too light because I only weigh 156, but we didn't have any fullbacks to fill that role. So I decided to, you know, the offensive coordinator asked me if I'd do it just to fill the role for the spring. And I did, and I will never do that one again. Um, I took some, took some big pounding on that. A lot of helmet to helmet contact with linebackers. Um, I'm coming back to play free safety and special teams in the fall. And the baseball coaches at the university have reached out to me and asked me to possibly come out and play baseball in the spring since I still have eligibility. And I'll be the, considered the, I believe it's the oldest dual sport collegiate athlete in history of America by over 27 years if Ooh. I do it. Ooh, all right. Well, let's get you some more Crown Royal, some Advil and some ice so you can get ready for the spring, man. That's going to be awesome. It's crazy to hear it because like that whole year of 2018 was just such a crazy year for you, Jason. And you can tell like, I mean, just think about it. it. Like for us that have been like full-time students and full-time workers, full-time employees, like I worked full-time, went to school full-time to finish up my bachelor's at Boise state. And I was 28 when I got my bachelor's and, uh, it was hard. It was really hard to do that. And my last year we were, you know, parents to a newborn. And so my wife and I were trying to learn how to parent. So that was just taxing as well. But like, if you add football on top of it, that's a whole nother game. And it just holds a, adds a whole nother element. And on top of that, it's your age and everything that's going on. So I can imagine how mentally taxing that would be. I just can't, I can't even imagine going through that. And on top of that, you get cancer, but then you beat cancer. Like there's so many things that you just showed us that you can get through if you put your mind to it and just literally push through it. So um, that's incredible, and I'm, I'm glad you shared that story with us. I, I love it. I can't wait to hear your, you know, what you got coming with the book as well. But um, Jason, I want to know, like, with all of this going on, what's the biggest lesson you've learned with your football journey so far? Would you say? Uh, I think it, I think it's acceptance. Um, we have a very diverse team. Uh, we have a lot of inner city kids. Um, it's you know, when you're older and you've been set in your ways, I guess this is my best way to explain this. I have really, the college and, and being part of this team has really opened my eyes to look at 
the world from a different uh, person's aspect viewpoint. Um, you know, I've had people tell me, you know, you're privileged, you're white, you were born this way. And, and I look at these kids and, and how they've accepted me in, and I'm able to now look at the world from their eyes and their viewpoint of what they have to deal with as a minority or what is considered a minority in America. And um, I've become a lot more passionate about trying to bridge the gaps between racial divide and ignorance and what creates hate in this country and, and try to figure out a way for us to try to make it make this place a better a better country and a more acceptable country and for people to understand each other a little bit better. Um, it's, it's really softened my stance because I was raised conservatively. I was a military person. You, you get stuck in your lane, you have blinders on and that's what happens in this country. You just walk through life in your own lane and you need to step back every once in a while and look, everybody's got their own opinion and their own viewpoint of the world and you need to start accepting that. And, and that's where you get your team unity, and that's where you get unity within a society is when you can start accepting other people's differences and, and not look at them as, as being something wrong because they're different or they think differently. They're human beings. It, we're all one. So that's kind of my push of letting everybody understand, listen, we're all people. We're all here. Uh, we get one life. We're spirits living a human experience. And we need to treat each other good. We need to help each other through things. Um, when you see somebody down, pull them up, do something for them. That's what you're here for. You're not here for yourself. You're here for other people. And if you can change one life, you've done your job on earth. And if you can change thousands, you've really done your job on earth. My goal, my goal, my goal out of all this in reality is I've always loved public speaking. I did a lot of it in the military because I was in charge of some big programs. Public speakers get up and speak on a stage, yet they haven't done anything to prove why they can tell you how to live your life. I'm 51 years old. I'm 51 years old, and I'm playing college football. I can stand up there and point at you and say, listen, I've done this. You can do this. You're capable of doing this. You just have to reach inside and find the way. And be it donating time to your community centers, be it donating time to your church, to the homeless, to, the, to, to people that need help, you're doing something for society. It might not be at an athletic level. I have great genetics. I'm lucky. I'm in good health. I take good good care of myself besides drinking Crown Royal. But, you know, I, I hope they can sponsor you now because of that announcement. But I love it. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I live life. But I, I have just as much fun as, as the next guy. Um, we have a, a shared suite at the Globe Life Park for the Rangers uh, Rangers games. I'm at almost every Rangers game networking with people and entertaining. So, I mean, I live a normal life. I live a normal business life. I spend time with my children. Um, I'm not married anymore. I'm, I'm now dating somebody that's uh, quite a bit younger than me, and she plays in the lingerie football league. She uh, plays out of the Austin team, and they're actually playing in Seattle at the end of the month. But um, it's it's really it's changed my perspective on everything. And I've had people come. The, the most inspiring thing to me is I've had people come up to me and say, "Man, this is the greatest thing in the world. You inspire me every day." I started my own business because of what you've done. Because I was always scared to take that step. And if I can change lives and and people can look at me and say, "Hey, man, this guy might be crazy." 
or he's just really driven. You know, I get it both. Um, but if I can change somebody's perspective on their own life and, and have them do something greater in the world, I'm, I've served the purpose that God put me here for. It's never too late. It's never too late in life to do anything. I tell my kids that every day, and that's another reason I'm doing what I'm doing, to show them it's never too late to get your college degree. It's never too late to compete at a level that is unexpected. Um, I just want to change people's lives for the better, and and that's what makes me happy. Man, that's awesome. What an inspiring story. I appreciate you uh, breaking that down for us, Jason, because it's cool to see how football has helped you like throughout your journey and what you intend on doing, like all the things you've learned, like like you mentioned, uh, the, the diversity of the culture around your football program and how it's opened your eyes and all the different life experiences you've had and then how you're going to use that later on with public speaking, writing a book, all those different things. What an awesome story. I appreciate you sharing that with us today, guys. This was Jason Spangler. 51-year-old college football player from Texas Wesleyan. Jason, thanks so much for joining the show and sharing that with us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. And for all those out there, you guys know the drill. Make sure that you're subscribed to the show because uh, we'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.